Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Sorry it's been a while. Been away for the week. Thought I'd seize on the international break. No, it's nothing to do with the international break. Just happened that it's Charlotte's birthday this week, and we went to Copenhagen. Very nice. Nice place. Um... Bit expensive. I'd say kind of central London expensive, really. Maybe a little bit more, tiny bit more, but comparable. Um, really nice place, though. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Canals, coffee and cake. Coffee and cakey! You know, the the archetypal classic... When going to a National Trust spot with your your mum and your gran in it. Bit of coffee and cakey down at St. Botteringham's Hall or wherever you go. That's not what we're here to talk about, is it? I just thought I'd do a pod. Basically, I'm going to go up front with this. Tomorrow is going to be the day of my big long hike that I'm doing for Macmillan Cancer. Um, You can still donate to it. There'll be a link somewhere. I'll stick a link on the... Rule the Roost Twitter page, and there should be one on the trunk page as well. Um, yeah, about 12 miles or so. We're doing walking along the Jurassic Coast, Lulworth Cove to Durdle Door. Should be nice. Should be it's just pretty manageable. Do you know what I mean? Nice walk. Heat's going to be a bit of a mission, but there we go. Um, so, but I just thought, you know, I've got a little window here. There's a few things going on. Spurs this week so why not why not dive into it um I have tried in vain to get a few people to jump on and do this but as you can imagine 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning no one's been asked so fuck all of you I'll just do this as a one header um everyone this week has been very very excited about Ange Postacoglu um I sort of said there's a joke a few weeks ago I think it was I think it was after the Bournemouth game. After the Bournemouth game, I said, you know, maybe, can we Leicester it? Can we? I don't know. Um, And I see all week Flav has been saying, can we? I don't know. But we're not going to, but can we? Um, So I just thought I'd dive into that a bit because it is quite an interesting one, isn't it? There's no expectation. We're not getting ahead of ourselves, but it's nice to be excited. I think that's the first and foremost point here that I make there may be that rush to say oh don't get ahead of it don't put a jinx on it don't do all this stuff but it's nice that people are just excited they're excited about the possibility that Spurs could be a proper force that they may be in some way capable of actually doing something as miraculous as winning the Premier League now I don't think that's expectation I think maybe if we get halfway through into the season and we've lost a game and our form is comparable to what it's been thus far. There may be a level of expectation that Spurs can finish in the top four. 
But I think the Premier League, it feels really like it's becoming something more like, and, and I know one likes to hear this, but Bundesliga, where, you know, or not Serie A because Juventus don't really have that level of dominance over it anymore, but Bundesliga, maybe Ligue 1 as well, where going to be PSG or it's going to be Bayern but maybe somebody else can win it maybe and that somebody else is generally Dortmund but that that doesn't happen does it I don't even know when somebody outside of Dortmund or Bayern won the the Bundesliga did Wolfsburg do it maybe no or were did Werder Bremen I'm gonna to have to look this up now um but my point was that the Premier League is becoming more of a closed shop isn't it you know, we've got Manchester City who are just, who weren't even that good last year. I mean, well, actually, that's ridiculous. They won the fucking treble. But their domestic form, the way they were playing, let's say, I would say I've seen them look better than they appeared to be last year. But what's better? You know, how do you define better? Are they more exciting to me? Yes, I guess that's where I'm coming from. They were evidently better last year because they won the fucking treble. So, you know. They're just very efficient, aren't they? They're very... They're just... They're a constant. They're like a terrifying constant. I'm still in the background. I'm just trying to look up who has won the Bundesliga. I really do want to find out. Someone's doing something outside. It's really irritating. A magpie or something is making... I've got the window open because it's fucking boiling. There's a magpie outside doing like some sort of weird noise. Um, let's have a look. Bundesliga winners, right. This is great Tottenham content, isn't it? I know that. Um, yes, I, I knew it. I thought as much. Yeah, Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg won it into the 08-09 season. And VfB Stuttgart won it in 06-07 as well. Werder Bremen in 03-04. So, you know, there are sometimes other, other champions. Borussia Dortmund have not won it since... 2011-2012. That's pretty crazy. Um... But yeah, can Spurs win it this year? Let's let's be real. Probably not. However, however, and I think this is this is the crucial thing. What I feel is, I mean, yeah, I mean, what I feel is obviously the crucial thing in all this. Um, I, I didn't phrase that very well. I'm not not doing much to downplay my god complex stuff here, am I? But the crucial thing is. I feel right now there's a there's a there's a level of momentum and there's a kind of an there's an expectationless sense of just these lads playing together as this unit that the believes obviously some directive of Ange Postacoglu that anything is possible they are capable of anything they are great players you know his almost you know the mythology around the man is that I'm just seeing there. What is it? The mythos, isn't it? The mythos, yeah, like the mythos around the man. 
nice beer as well um the mythology around the man is such that he turns losers into winners it's the most unlikely kind of person to lead these teams to great success so I'm sure the players will have bought into that quite a lot. We've had Madders this week talking about him. You know, he's not naive. He knew that Harry Kane was probably going to leave, or that there was an op- there was a chance that Harry Kane was going to leave. It's a shame that he only got to play in a couple of friendlies with him. But you know, the gaffer had spelled out to him X, Y, and Z, and that's good. That you know, somebody that we've taken has been quite cocky, quite full of himself, like James Madison. Is bought into Postacoglu. Isn't thinking, God, you know, who's this, who's this Aussie fraud type thing. And I think that's kind of indicative of probably the spirit around the camp. You've got Sonny, who I think has always spoken pretty highly of Ange. They, I, I guess, they've come in contact with one another at the Asian Games. Ange's Australia famously beating Sonny's career to the to the to the title. Um, so it's. You know, the, there is a there is a level of excitement there clearly from the players that we're seeing on the pitch, and it's bleeding through into the fan base. Lots of people are believing in this now. I think crucially, us not having Europe helps. You know, this is this is a factor. Us being out of the League Cup now, the dust has settled on that. Look, we wanted to win it, but I'm going to take the positives from this helps we've got less games coming up the fact that the Premier League now has a winter break so the idea of Biss and Saar going off to to the AFCON the impact of that isn't as great as once feared that helps I think the fact that absolutely nobody really expected Spurs to be anything this year kind of helps and I, I still think people probably won't take Spurs that seriously that soon will change. If we get a result at the Emirates or something like that, then people will take notice of us and take us a bit more seriously. But I think one of the most oddly crucial factors in all of this is that neutrals like Ange Postacoglu and they seem to like Tottenham led by Ange Postacoglu. Neutrals seem to like Ange Postacoglu more than they like making fun of Spurs. And we saw with Leicester, when the neutrals are all on side, when they start kind of rallying behind something, their players will chuck the ball in their own net, as has uh, happened. So, you know, not to take anything away from Leicester, but it was rigged. Everyone handed it to them because there's a league-wide conspiracy against Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. But not anymore because of Ange Postacoglu. So that's another thing that we can thank him for. Um... We can also thank him for the meltdown that ensued after Tottenham sent a load of shirts to Robbie Williams, which, again, it's just it's very Spurs PR that. I Number one, I understand the frustrations of individuals who say, I would love to be able to afford to give my football-mad kid all of the latest Spurs kits. Unfortunately, Tottenham, you charge... 80 to 100 pounds for those and I can't afford to do that and it's not fair to see a celebrity get those I do understand that completely on an emotional level this type of stuff though football PR clubs do just send stuff out they send freebies out to people that's part and parcel of it you know that's just 
one of the facts. It's just how it works, isn't it? It's just one of those things. So I don't think Spurs are doing anything aberratively kind of terrible within the framework of what modern football and, you know, advertising, PR, the capitalist machine is, right? It's, it's, it's just the machinations of it. We love football. This is part and parcel of it. I just think it's a bit weird. It's that's my main like one of my main points about it is that we've Rob like Rob Williams, he's done the song, he's a Port Vale fan, he's gotten his bit of relevance again. You know, he tried it a few years ago, talking about UFOs and all that shit, and everyone was a bit like, Oh, Rob Williams has gone a bit weird, hasn't he? And then that disappeared again, and now he's capitalised. I, I I'm not having a dig. I apologise. I don't know the name of the lad. It's a lad that I think he runs Tottenham Song Sheet and everything. He plays a guitar at Spurs at half-time and in full-time in the concourses. It seems to be that he's the root of reworking this Robbie Williams Angels song for Ange Postacoglu. I mean, he wrote it. He Well, I mean, it's Robbie Williams' song. It's probably, what is it, Tim... Is it Tim Rice that used to write all of Robbie Williams' stuff? I think it was Tim Rice, wasn't it? It's Tim Curry who was in Rocky Horror Pitch, pitch Show, wasn't it? Um, anyway, um, but sending, you know, it's good. Like Spurs have reposted it; it's all great. But then just milking that—it's just that sort of little tin pot touch that Spurs still have about them. Um, and we can speculate all we like as to who is our PR guru, our PR genius. But that would all be unfounded, wouldn't it? We don't know. Us mere mortals have no idea about the inner workings of this football club. And we should just sit down and be quiet and be thankful for, to everything that is served up for us. And if that's a video of 90s pop star Port Vale fan Robbie Williams unboxing a load of box fresh elite uh, players elite grade football shirts complete with names and badges and everything like that to make us happy as a fan base then maybe we should just accept that and not be at all bothered by that I mean I'm not actually bothered like I say I just I find it weird um, moving on from Harry uh, moving on from Harry Kane well yes fraudulent slip there eh? A Harry Kane's given a lot of like funny quotes to Miggy Delaney um, he's never been a big talker, Harry Kane, has he? He's never been a big talker. Um, but he said to Maggie Delaney ahead of this international break that watching England teammates go the distance in the Champions League has hurt. He didn't care about the Premier League goal-scoring record and he's joined Bayern Munich to finally win silverware because he loves how, unlike Spurs, the bad results are always disasters. Now... I mean, there's a lot that can be said about these 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 various different things. Number one, I think the most the most important thing is is Kane actually being a bit twatty with these comments, or are we just being a bit too sensitive? I think probably the truth lies somewhere in the middle of that. But I'm going to be honest, and you've all heard me wax lyrical about Harry Kane on this podcast many times. I do veer more towards him being a little bit twatty in this instance. Um, Harry Kane is, you know, a fantastic, was a fantastic figurehead of this football club. His dedication to 
scoring to giving his best on the pitch at all times is probably unparalleled um, in my lifetime. No, Ledley King, sorry. Sorry, Ledley. Forget you too soon. Ledley King, who would make himself available for matches, even though he could barely fucking walk during the week. So, got to give that to Ledley. But, Harry Kane still, from a from a sporting perspective, from everything like that, dragged the club along for quite some time. Scored many, many goals, gave us some brilliantly happy memories. I've often rallied against the idea of the fact that he, you know, didn't show up in finals and that type of thing. I think, you know, when you're in a final, a club the size of Spurs, massive club, big club, don't get me wrong, but still, generally speaking, when we get into the final of a major competition, it would be against a club that was bigger than us. And so the likelihood of us winning any of those things is, is, you know, much decreased. Should we be much more lauded for being in that position? As many times as we have been in semi-finals and finals? Yes, we should have been. But no, obviously everyone likes to jump on the Spursy, ha 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 ha, you're also shit type bandwagon, right? So that's that. The point here is, has Harry Kane had ample opportunity to win stuff at Spurs? Yes, he has. Has Harry Kane, despite his incredible goal-scoring exploits across the many, many years of Spurs, maybe, probably, definitely not made as big of an impact in these crucial clutch fixtures? as you would expect an elite-level player to do, as we've seen Lionel Messi do, as we've seen Cristiano Ronaldo do, as we've seen, I don't know, other big players do. Funnily enough, Haaland doesn't really score in finals, and Thierry Henry never used to score in finals either. That's another thing that, you know, gets played down a lot when people like to jump on Spurs. It's mainly a jumping on Spurs thing, really, isn't it? Because we've seen now how kindly the the narrative is towards Harry Kane since he's left Tottenham so it does clear up once and for all that you know where the eye was really focused at um and we spent a lot of emotional energy we expended a lot of that defending Harry Kane why has everyone been so horrible to him and it is quite annoying to see him at the first opportunity a man of few words a man who is so guarded at least historically when speaking to the press as a Spurs player, now just speak quite openly, really, since he's gone to Bayern. Speaking of his affection for Bayern, his love for the fans, digging the knife into Spurs a bit, it is hard to take. It is quite cunty. And it may well, I've spoken about matters already, but it may be PR on his part or whatever. But he's shown more affection in the past few months than Harry Kane has ever done for Tottenham. Harry Kane never really speaks. He's never ever... And I've said that on here before, down the years. Even, you know, it's not changing history now. You've probably listened to a pod from three, four, five years ago. And I've always said on here, Kane doesn't really show that much affection for the Spurs. And is this partly the truth that's been staring us in the face this whole time? The fact that he was pictured wearing an Arsenal shirt when he was a little boy. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't doing that. People say, oh, he's just a kid. I wasn't doing that when I was a kid. Maybe he just doesn't love Spurs that much. I don't know. This is the, this is the more sensitive side. 
this is definitely the more sensitive side. He doesn't love us. He doesn't love us like we loved him. And if that's the case, so be it. We've got a player like Sonny who fucking does love as a club captain. And I think there's probably, I think, you know what, right? Yep, Hugo Lloris and all that type of thing. Yep, I know he was a very loyal club servant, all this type of thing. But I think we also do have to ask ourselves why there weren't greater overtures made and why there wasn't more of a groundswell of support to have Harry Kane as Tottenham captain, you know? Just maybe he just wasn't quite suited to it. The thing is, now, if you've already turned off, then you're going to miss this. So I don't know why I'm talking to you. Do apologise. Harry Kane has given me some of the best memories of my life as a Tottenham fan. I still want him to go on and win the lot. Do it, lad. You deserve it. Because as much as this hurts and as painful as this is, he should not be painted really as the villain for this whole piece. I think really the whole kind of villain pantomime element to football is all a bit overstated and all a bit silly. But really, right now, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the ownership coasted on Harry Kane's ability for years. They could have built a team around him. They've inherited one of the best footballers England has ever seen, Tottenham has ever seen, European football has ever seen. And really, they coasted on that. It was put to me on Twitter this morning, yeah, but they signed Mourinho for him and they signed Conte for him. But even that was half-arsed. They brought those two managers in and didn't back them properly. And they both knew that. And they both kicked off about that. The club made a rod for their own back with that. It's all that kind of half measures shit, really, that has been so characteristic of Enoch and the people that run the club. So yes, it does hurt that Harry Kane is saying sort of pissy things about Tottenham. I don't think it's out and out, out of order. Out and out, out of order. Fucking hell. Um, I don't think it's completely unforgivable. I don't think it's the worst thing he could have said. But, you know, he probably is still a bit pissed off with the club. The way it's been run. The fact he's given the best years of his career to a club that's won nothing. And he has become the figurehead of failure. He's become the one that all of the banter accounts post about. He has become the one that has his trophy hall likened to Wes Browns or whoever else, other, you know, average players from years gone by. Um, and he probably feels that. And there is probably this element of him that it's not even about Spurs. It's just a bit of a fuck you to everyone else, as in, I did my best here. Um, so the only way to shut that up, though, H, is as much as you want to kind of have a dig at Spurs now. Go and win the Champions League with Bayern or else, you know. What's the excuse, lad? What's the excuse? You're going to put it all onto Spurs now. Bayern don't win the Champions League this year. Bayern don't win the Bundesliga this year. What's the excuse? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Um, there's also been some talk that Eric Dyer has been having a meeting with Daniel Levy. Um, something about not wanting to leave the club, wanting to fight, you know, fight his way back into the team to prove to Ange Postacoglu that he deserves to be here, that blah, 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 blah. Obviously, because it's Eric Dyer, this has been met with revulsion. People are very, very angry about this. Um, I get it to an extent, but also just turn it in a bit, you know? If any other player was talking about wanting to do their best for the team, they were talking about wanting to fight for the shirt to force their way into the manager's plans people would be happy about that just embrace it a bit if his spirit is that then that's good and it's good to have that around the team let's be real he's not getting in the team he won't be i dare say that young is it ashley phillips the young blackburn lad we signed will probably be in the team ahead of eric dyer Eric Dyer is not at all suited to what Ange Postacoglu is doing. I am, I'm one of those that is really quite surprised that we've let Dav Sanchez go um, in light of us not signing another centre-back during this window. I'm quite surprised we let Dav Sanchez go because despite all his frailties as a player, his deficiencies, should we say? It just sounds such an ugly word, though deficiencies we've all got deficiencies we've all got things we're not great at deficiencies it's, just, it's that i don't know it's very sort of classical language it's a very ugly way of talking about human beings i find um anyway side note um despite him not being absolutely exemplary in everything he can do as a as or should be able to do as a as a centre-back davison sanchez at least physically, stylistically, is suited more to this Antipostokoglu system than Eric Dyer. So it is quite strange that Davis the one to go. I guess really what we have to look at is that the club were looking to shed a few numbers. There was no real concrete interest for Dyer, or Dyer didn't want to go to any of the concrete interest that was offered up to him. Um, I believe the Saudi offer was on the table. I believe there was a Fulham offer on the table. I also believe palace i want to say maybe um and he wasn't particularly interested in any of those which is quite strange because fulham or palace he probably would have reinvigorated his career somewhat but you know that's that he's still at spurs i still think he's a good guy i don't think he deserves the level of abuse that he gets um notwithstanding his strange affection for that dave portnoy Dave Portnoy, 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 the guy that does the pizza reviews and the misogyny and the Trump love. Um, just, I mean, 
all that shit. He just seems like a bit of a weird guy, that guy. And it seems like a bit of a weird blind spot for Eric Dyer. That's uh, somebody who does seem to be quite socially conscious and everything, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their fucking blind spots, I guess. Um, Eric Dyer is, you know, he seems like a good guy. If he's got that kind of attitude on, on his career at Spurs, where he's at, his place in the pecking order, then, you know, let's not get all fucking angry and tweet him abuse and send him abuse on Instagram or leave Sporkle. Is it? No, it's not. Is it Sporkle? What's his... Is it... What's his fucking food reviewing thing? Sporkle's those quiz things that Charlotte is addicted to. Charlotte does as like a... I guess as like a, an almost like a form of therapy. She will do the Sporkle, which is listing all of the countries of the world fucking amazing she can just sit there and just do it after like you know like a busy day at work or if, if like I work's particularly hectic I'll just see her kind of go into this trance for like five ten minutes or so just doing this kind of this sport thing she was doing it on the plane when we were flying back yesterday pen and paper as well listing all the countries of the world it's pretty impressive um I think it's 192 I can't remember what um I can't remember what Eric Dyer's food app is called. He's got that food review app, doesn't he? That he's running, or I think he's. But I think reading between the lines, he's you know it's a bit of a Charlie Kane type situation. He's given his brother something to do, probably giving his brother a bit of investment to come up with something because he feels insignificant because his his brother is a Premier League footballer. That must be fucking hard, man. Must be must be hard enough being Joe Bellingham, who is himself clearly a very good footballer but if your brother is Jude Bellingham who dare say is potentially going to go on to be the greatest ever England player is quite insane um you imagine that you know I think that week didn't he he signed for he signed for Sunderland and then he was flown over to his brother being unveiled as a fucking Real Madrid player having signed him for a hundred plus million. How do you square that one off at night? I mean, again, I think the fact he's a footballer himself is probably helpful. And I do love the way Jude Bellingham supports his brother. You see him like streaming Sunderland games, wearing his brother's shirt. Like, well, wearing a Bellingham Sunderland shirt. It's fucking nice, man. I think he's, I think he's a really good guy, Jude Bellingham. He seems to be. Um, how did we get onto that? I don't know. Eric died to Jude Bellingham, but there we go. Um, Dyer staying so I guess you know that's that isn't it like, there's no transfer window now for a while let's just fucking forget about it not get all wrapped up in it stop fucking sending abuse to every post about you know Eric Dyer and all that type of thing just get over it a bit get over it um, I've just seen coming through now which is quite concerning that uh, Cootie Romero looks like he uh Looks like he might be injured. <laughs> uh, he, he he may well not be going to the Bolivia game. Um, going to Bolivia, Argentina, playing a game in Bolivia. Because he's got some type of muscular strain. Spurs want him back. Which, yep, yeah, I mean, is definitely, uh, definitely fine, right? I mean, we shouldn't be seen as some sort of baddies for that. He's one of our most important players. If he's carrying a knock. Look, Argentina have won the fucking World Cup. All right, lads? 
You've won the World Cup. Messi has won his World Cup. Vamanos, fantastic. Campione, Campione, ole, ole, ole. You've had the big scenes in Buenos Aires. We fucking want that now, right? Tottenham won it. I'm not doing a fucking England thing. It's nothing about Bulldogs and King Charles and all this shit. Winston Churchill. Talking about Tottenham Hotspur, right? I want fucking white shirts and ticker tape all down the fucking Seven Sisters, right? I want a bus coming down there with the fucking Premier League and the FA Cup trophies. And I want Cootie Romero hanging off the side of that bus with a fucking Tottenham scarf around his head. Making, you know, big cojones signs. Like Simeone, like Pochettino. That's what I fucking want, alright? I want him to have been on the beer all day and looking all sort of bleary-eyed and just angry at the world on top of this bus, even though he's won the double and he's won the World Cup. That's what we fucking want to see, okay? What we want to see, what we want to be able to sing is double, double, double. Eric Dyer has won the double, right? And then something about Harry Kane winning fuck all again. But Eric Dyer has won the double, two, three, four. That's what we've got to have, right? We want Tottenham to win a double. So, Argentina, you've had it. You've had your moment. You've had your fun. You've had Maradona. You've had Messi. You've had three World Cups now. You don't get Cootie Romero forever. You've had him for that World Cup. Fuck off now. He's ours. All right? Like that scene in This Is England. Now get your fucking hands off him. Which people use, and I'm not very comfortable with it. If you've seen the film This Is England, that film, that's scene with Stephen Graham, it's not very nice at all. I'm a bit uncomfortable with the way it's been kind of turned into a, a meme. Um, you should watch This Is England. It's, it's a great film. Very, very brutal, though. Trigger warning, content warning. Very strong you know, racist tone to the film, dealing with the issues of racism and everything in a 1980s England. I think it's 80s. Might be late 70s or early 80s. I can't remember. Maybe late 70s. Um, but yeah, unemployment in and around Birmingham area. Shane, it's, a, it's Shane Meadows, isn't it? Yeah. Tough film, tough film, but brilliant. Um, but Kuti Romero might be out injured and that would not be very good at all not very good whatsoever especially the Arsenal game around the corner but you know let's not uh, let's not get too worried about that um, anywho I need to go and get ready for my walk so if you do want to donate you can please do um, let me actually find where you can do that I'm going to find that now. Um, I've also got a Patreon. While I'm trying to find that, while I'm trying to get more money out of you, um, I've also got a Patreon this year. Patreon.com slash RTR pod. Um, on there, I've got various different things. Got a Thursday bulletin. Got pre-match previews. Lots of chat. Lots of chat. Lots of talk. Lots of bluster. All good fun. If you like all this, then you'll like what's behind the paywall. Um, if you can't do that, 
completely understand it, but please do share the pod, leave ratings, leave reviews. Really does help um, get the pod out to a wider audience. Thank you very much. Do appreciate that. Um, I'm still trying to find how you can donate to this walk. I will find it. Look, I can't find it. I'll find the link and I'll tweet it out at some point. I'm not going to sit here for half an hour searching. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll probably I'll do a pod this week at some point. Get a guest on, and we can talk some more about Tottenham Hotspur. But for now, come on, you Spurs. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.